This episode is sponsored by State Farm. You a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Well, look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Live from Joe's mom's basement, it's the Stacking Benjamin Show. Joe's mom's cousin Diana, and today is National Fun at Work Day. You know what that means? Spending time with us, asking the question, what can eggs teach us about our credit and money? What? That's not your idea of fun? Just me? Well, I'll bet in the next hour we'll convert you, because here to help us improve our credit, we welcome a good egg from Crowns Financial, Brittany Green. And from LenPenzo.com, it's Humpty Dumpty. Nah, it's the man himself who we poached from his award-winning blog, Len Penzo. And finally, from this podcast, it's a guy who's not as cracked as you think he is. OG. Of course, that's not all. While we celebrate National Fun at Work Day every day here in the basement, it's also a real holiday today. I'll share some National Blueberry Pancake Day trivia midway through the show. And now, a guy who we know is celebrating Blueberry Pancake Day already, because those awful syrupy jokes spread all over everything, it's Joe Salcihai! Oh, Diana, they're not syrupy, they're fantastic, come on! Uh I don't they're think a there's syrupy Joe. I don't think there's any we, such thing as a bad dad joke. There's only good dad jokes. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> hey everybody, welcome to Friday. I am Joe Salci. Hi, Average Joe Money on Twitter. And that voice, of course, was mom's cousin Diana. How are you today? Oh, I'm fantastic. I'm Every day's a good day here uh, in the basement. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and I'm so happy because this this might be one of the weirdest segments that we've had because we're going to compare eggs with getting your financial house in order. And to do that, Mr. OG is here sitting across the table from me. How are you, sir? It's another beautiful day in paradise. It's Thank you. How are you today? certainly is. I Nobody am... ever asks you how you're doing. <laughs> 
You know, they don't. That's very nice. I am doing swell. Thank you. You know why? You're doing so well. You're swell. Absolutely. Making my own contractions now. But I'm doing fantastic because we're joined again by the guy who early in the season is leading 2-0-0 in our year-long trivia challenge. What's up with this? Len Penzo is here. You know what, Joe? That is exciting. I am just uh, stoked to hear that. It's excellent. I I think it's excellent. Oh, it's excellent. Okay. I, okay. Hopefully we can speed this up today and maybe get this done in, in under an hour. I, I, I just, because uh, I've got a, a, a Vatican task force coming over in about uh, an hour and a half. Um, I need them to attest to a miracle that's actually occurred in my bunker. Oh, um, yes. Yes. It's true. You know, I've had a toothpaste tube that's been completely, you know, squoze down to nothing since Thanksgiving and it's still pushing out toothpaste and uh it's it's like the equivalent of the loaves and the fishes i mean toothpaste just keeps coming out despite that tube being as flat as can be i think that's the miracle of living with somebody who doesn't like to spend money mr penzo (laughs) that's the only miracle going on there hey you should try i mean this is amazing i mean i just keep squeezing and more keeps coming out it is we're like 70 days into the flatness amazing i think it'd be be awesome if somehow the 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 honeybee has taken like a a little dropper and she's putting more in it so that she can watch (laughs) her husband just be amazed as long well we won't tell the vatican uh, task force if that's (laughs) the case absolutely not you kidding me and the woman who i'm sure is already wondering what the heck she's doing here we met earlier this year in austin Brittany Green is here. Brittany, how are you? I'm fantastic, especially laughing over here about that toothpaste joke. No, you're excellent. You? You're excellent, that's not Brittany. A, that's not a joke. Oh, it's not a joke. Oh, no, it's not, it Brittany. Oh, man. Brittany, it's, oh, my. Brittany, Brittany, it's a miracle, not a joke. You got to get it straight. Okay, I'm laughing at the miracle because that is yes. such a, that's a good one. <laughs> how are you, Joe? I, well, I'm fantastic. And the second person today yeah. asked me how, how I'm doing, and that's why we like you so much, Brittany. Brittany, I got to ask you, so you coach people to improve their credit, especially yep. people just beginning, but you say in your bio that you destroyed your credit at first. Tell me yeah. a little bit of that story, because I think that's why we're kindred spirits. I did exactly the same yeah. thing. Yeah. So it actually all goes back to college. Um, when I was in college, they got me. My issue was I love to eat. So they said, hey, in, in exchange for signing up for this credit card, we'll give you a, a free pizza. So as a broke, hungry college student, that's exactly what I did. I signed up so I could get my free pizza. They held up their end of the bargain, and so did I. Um, But I actually destroyed my credit um, because I didn't know how to use it. So I was using up the credit card, running it up, and then when I would get a refund from college, I would pay that credit card all the way down. Well, guess what happened when I graduated from college and the refund checks stopped coming? The car cars off. Yes. So that's how I plummeted my credit. And I didn't start working on it again until 2017 when I was up for a promotion and I was actually denied for that promotion due to my credit. Wow. Really? Yes. Terrible. But also one of the best things that ever happened to me because I found my love for finance. Right. So. I got in, I started to get my own credit together, but as a psychology major, once I graduated, I began doing so much research. That was my love, research and research papers. Those are my things. 2018, guess what? 
I was fired from that same corporate position um, and I was forced into doing business 100 percent full time, which was an amazing piece to the puzzle for me. But that made me work on my credit for a third time. So, yes, I had to work on my credit three entire times. But each time I learned something different. And that last time I began to take my clients on my journey with me so that they knew that, hey, I'm a human being just like you are. We all have life that happens to us, but it's how we overcome that. So that's my story. That is an awesome story. And by the way, with just a little financial knowledge, how much do you see the average person's credit score go up when you start working with them? Oh, oh, oh. 100% isn't enough. And I'll say that because (laughs) the ROI on just business transactions is that exceeds 100%. I see it go up significantly because when you know better, you do better. So it's definitely over, over 100% just because I know once they get the knowledge and they are able to do better, they, they do it. Well, we're so excited you're here with us. We've got Brittany here. We've got OG here. We got Len here. Diana's here. Let's Start talking eggs, credit, and your money. But first, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. You a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Well, look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, Staggers is Military Appreciation Month. You know what that means. We are recognizing all of our stackers in the audience. My good friend, Nords, Doug Nordman, who uh, some of you may know, he is a writer in personal finance. He's a guy I'd like to do a shout out to. He is such a giving member of the FIRE community, the Financial Independence Retire Early community. Uh, Nords will do anything for you. It's just, just, I think some of that comes from his time on a submarine, like my nephew Colin, who's on a submarine right now, and all the work that uh, he did there. Just a super giving member of the community. And you know what? A Navy Federal Credit Union wants to celebrate their members who go above and beyond, not this month, but every month. Navy Federal offers members only exclusive rates, discounts, and tools to empower their members and help them reach their goals. Here's one of their offers in honor of Military Appreciation Month. Join and get $50 when you open a credit card. Of course, you want to have your whole debt strategy planned out, don't you? Don't just go open a credit card willy-nilly, as mom says. Uh, Here's a disclaimer. You got to join and open your membership savings account between May 1st and May 31st. So get on it, stackers. Annual percentage yield is a 0.25% for membership savings account. $5 minimum balance to open. Maintain your membership savings account to obtain the bonus. Visit NavyFederal.org for full terms and conditions. That's just one of the things. They offer 24-7 help for their U.S.-based service members. They have resources all over the place. Head to NavyFederal.org for full terms, conditions, and other offers. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. And now we can get the party started. Today 
it sounds like we're talking about eggs, but we're really not talking about eggs. We're going to talk about a life hacker piece that is all about egg marketing and some things that actually make sense, some terms that make sense, some terms that don't make sense, terms that sound good, but really, if you know what you're talking about, are kind of an eye roller. By the way, an eye roller for me has to do with this song that's playing behind me. This is the last time we're going to be playing this song because I thought, Mr. OG, that when you and I purchased this song, purchased meant we had the rights to use it. And uh, every stinking week on YouTube, somebody keeps claiming that we're using their music and it we have the right to listen to it. Well, apparently, apparently, we paid good money for the right to listen to it. So, to listen. this song's getting its uh, last lap uh, today. But this piece that gave me this idea came from Lifehacker because I feel like this is exactly about money, even though the piece talks about eggs. It's written by a woman named Claire Lauer and Cage Free, she writes. Cage Free is basically meaningless and other lies your egg carton is telling you. She says eggs are both simple and complex. Well, so is money, right? They're one of the easiest foods you can learn to cook, but can be prepared in a seemingly endless amount of interesting and complex ways. You think about people can do money enough that we have a show three times a week about it. So very similar uh, circumstances there for us. I'm going to go down just a little bit in the piece. She says, egg words that mean absolutely nothing. And I was surprised by some of these. And and you know what, Len, I'm going to start with you because you're a guy that does grocery store comparisons. You've done it with ice cream. You've done it with all kinds of different brands. Does this surprise you that there's so many terms about eggs that are just completely irrelevant? Actually, I'm going to sound ignorant. I, you know, I thought these all meant something, (laughs) you know, I I did. I, because all of this stuff is, I've seen this on all the egg cartons, farm fresh or farm fresh, uh, natural, uh, hormone free or well, no, it's funny. No. Let's actually stop on, on a, both those fresh or farm fresh. The writer here, Claire actually says she's like, eggs are considered fresh. <laughs> like, <laughs> like how are they not fresh? And then second That's, natural, no egg is a natural. She writes, That's the nature of eggs. Yeah, and I feel kind of stupid about that one. I mean, come to think of it, you're right. <laughs> Every natural. egg is natural, right? I mean, wouldn't it be? I, I know, but but you don't for you now. Think just, they, they're making meat, not meat. So pretty soon they're going to make eggs, not eggs. Well, you're, that's so, probably true. Well, that's that might be true. meaningful in the future, but not today. But not yet. Yeah. Hormone-free. I didn't know that 60 years ago, the FDA banned the use of hormones in egg-producing chickens. I had no idea of any of that. So so let's do this, guys. Let's And, and now I'm going to go to our guest first. You're helping people, Brittany, with credit all the time. A term about credit that people think is meaningful but that really is irrelevant. What's a term that makes you roll your eyes? Trade lines. <laughs> Without a question, trade lines. That's the one thing that makes me roll my eyes instantly. I don't even know what trade lines means. What is trade lines? <laughs> um, so typically people will purchase trade lines and that's someone who, say for example, someone has a credit card and they have excellent utilization. They have a long-term usage of the card and it's like basically a flawless uh, credit payment history, right? And they will sell their authorized user like chip or that that area section of their credit. They'll sell that to companies for people to get on and use their good behaviors. However, last year, and I kind of saw it coming beforehand and I tried to warn all my people before they did it, um, which is per- they'll pay thousands of dollars for those. But in a good number of cases, the bureaus, the credit bureaus like TransUnion, Equifax and Experian 
and lenders. So like, you know, when you go to buy a house, the, they give you a lender, right? A lot of those do not recognize those trade lines. They want to see that you're organically building your credit file with oh. your own credit cards, not someone else's behaviors. So a lot of people will do that to get these immediate overnight jumps. And a lot of these lenders and the credit bureaus aren't honoring those. And some of them aren't even posting it to the um, to the credit file. So when people ask me, hey, do you do trade, trade lines? I immediately roll my eyes. And I'm like, oh, no. We don't do that over here. All organic building. Like and pass. Yeah. Yes. Well, well, and it seems like, too, if you're going to use that approach, you're not learning the basic skills, Brittany, that you really need for better credit. Exactly. Because everything is behavior based. Back in the day when credit first started, yes, trade lines and only the score mattered. Today, they have this concept called trended data. They want to see what you do with your own personal accounts on a month to month basis. So it's really all about your own personal behaviors. So if you have that foundation education for credit and how to use your credit cards, when to pay, how to pay, if you know those things, that's going to be the thing that sets you apart and, and they accept you more because they're able to see what you are doing organically. Len, when it comes to not just credit, but anything financial, are there words that drive you crazy where you're like, that means absolutely nothing? Um, yeah, this is kind of hard. I, you know, there's a word like great price. I'll see the term like great price. It's like, uh, well, that's in the eye of the beholder, great price, because what the real thing you've got to determine for yourself is what's the value, right? So just because somebody is saying this is a great price, you've got to do your own homework and determine if if it's actually a great value. So I think the word price can be a little misleading. Well, and I think to that extent, I think uh, discounted, right? Because you'll see often that companies will have a discount, but they jacked up the price before the discount so that they could say they discounted it. That That is a really good one because you know what? Uh, you know what's really funny is you'll see those the flyers or circulars or you'll see ads that say, hey, come, you know, usually for these contractors, like uh, get, um, I don't know, new fresh cabinets or something and we'll give you 20% off on your estimate. So what you do is you hold back till they're done giving you the estimate at your kitchen table and you go, oh, hey, by the way, and I've done this before, by the way, here's that 20% coupon. Oh, and then they'll say, oh, no, that was already in the mix. That's already in our in our estimate that we just gave you. So yes, you're absolutely right, Joe, that uh, those, those tend to just lure you in. Oh, gee, how about you? Uh, a term that makes you roll your eyes when you see it? Since Len said two, I feel that that is unfair because he <laughs> you stole <and> mine, <laughs> which I was going to say, like, I was thinking about it in terms of like mattresses, you know, how when you go buy a mattress, they're like, they're always 90% off. They're always 90%. Come get this mattress is 90% off. It's like, off of what <laughs> you get to determine that high number first. I was thinking about the credit scoring system and credit in general. And number one, if you, if you eliminate a credit card, people are like, well, that'll screw up your accounts. Or if you had a bad one and you just go, well, I'm just going to close that one. <laughs> it doesn't go away. You have to know that those things are going to stay with you for a while, uh, regardless of whether or not it's open or closed, it's going to stay on your report for a, for a while. And I think a lot of people just think that you can just, you know, I wasn't very good with that Visa card, so I'll just close it. It'll go away. Yeah, in like a 10 years or seven years or whatever it is. So, You know, there's a phrase in investing that that I think uh, that, that kind of drives me crazy. It's the stock market hates uncertainty. Like, I don't know. You hear this on CNBC. You hear it on Fox Business. 
And I always think, uh, what does that, what does that actually mean? Uncertainty is not really the same thing as risk, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's just a word salad, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like I feel like we just kind of throw it in there of- to make ourselves sound smart and, uh, and, and that'll be mine. All right. So we work through a few that are phrases and words that mean absolutely nothing. Let's go into the next part uh, of this piece. They talk about egg words that technically mean something, but that aren't that helpful. I thought these ones, back to you, Len, for a second. I thought these ones were funny. Brown. You know what brown brown <laughs> eggs tells you? <laughs> uh, let me guess that their color is a little darker than the white ones. Right, right. That that, that actually the eggshell is brown. <laughs> yes. That tells you tells you absolutely nothing. Omega threes. The chicken that laid the egg ate something that contained <laughs> omega three fatty acid, but doesn't guarantee a significant amount of that. Cage free. This is the one that kind of got me. They weren't kept in in cages, but it doesn't mean that they ever went outside or that they weren't crammed into an overpopulated barn. I see cage free all the time. Yeah, I, I do too. Isn't that is that the one I didn't? I'm not. It's not in front of me. Is that the one that said they would count it cage free if they could stick its head out of a little hole? No, that that one actually is pasture raised. Yes, pasture raised. I was, was going to say. Or, <laughs> My sister-in-law's family uh, has chickens and they're in a cage and they're probably every bit is uh, probably, probably 10 times fresher than the ones that are, uh, that are at the grocery store. Yeah. And I like this last one here too. Fertile. These chickens, well, they use a different <laughs> word, but these chickens did it. Got it on. Is, there's no, no wow, proven. Chicka, wow. Wow. Is what it says. No proven nutritional value that uh, chickens uh all right uh, uh, words that technically mean something but really aren't helpful back to you Brittany. when it comes to your credit score there are some words i'm sure there's lots of words that are <laughs> kind of like these word salads we were talking about earlier that mean something but really aren't going to help you make your credit better what's what's one that you can think of i'll be honest the biggest one for me is when i hear people say oh i guarantee you'll have this within this time frame it's the guarantees like you're not supposed to give someone guarantees um especially because, hey, there is work for them to do that's involved. So if they're not paying their bills on time, how could you guarantee them a certain score, right? Oh, or if they don't, wait a minute. They don't do anything. You're, you're, guarantee, you're talking about other people that, that say that they're going to help you improve your credit. Yes. And they guarantee your credit will go up by X percent or yes. whatever it might be. Oh, man. I yeah. see it because so many clients are coming to me and they'll ask me, they'll say, hey, what can you guarantee me in 90 days or what can you guarantee me within like six months? And I'm like, Oh wow. (laughs) Well, that's a good question. And legally there are answers that you're supposed to give to that. So I think that the biggest thing that I hear from that perspective is the guarantees, the guarantee spectrum. That's that is, it it really is. Once again, if, if somebody's asking for a guarantee when they're trying to make their credit better, I'm sure the best thing they could be guaranteed would be that they're actually going to be a smarter consumer. Yes, that's it right there. It's crazy. <laughs> Who are these companies, though? I, I've been seeing lately that says if you just call this number and your your credit score will be boosted by up to, I don't know, 30 points or oh, that's, 40 right? points. That's ex- Yeah, that's Experian. Experian boost. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. that's another one. <laughs> so is that legit? Boost. I guess it is. I, they wouldn't be the, that's another term. That means absolutely nothing sometimes. Yeah. 
Well, and the thing I do know that Experian does to do that is they will count you paying your bills, uh, which aren't normally part of your credit score, I don't think, but they count bills that are normally not counted. And then for most people, because they pay their electric bill on time, let's say, uh, or if they're renting, they might uh, make their rent payment on time. That could actually help them get a better credit score. So Yes, that's true. To a certain extent, because it only goes for that Experian report. They don't report it to the other bureaus such as TransUnion and Equifax. And then sometimes lenders will disregard those extra boosts. Right, right. Because you're, they'll throw out like the highest one, right? They'll look at all three and throw out the highest one? Yep. Or they'll look at the middle one, whatever the middle score is. And then they have different um, scoring reports that they'll use. So they may use FICO 8. Or if you're going for a home loan, they may look at your FICO 2, 4, and 5 reports versus 8, where like auto loans are looked at. So they have all these different variations that go into it. But, but a credit aside here, Brittany, you know that people that are just starting out, like when my kids were just starting out or heck, even when I was just starting out, it's so hard to build credit because mm-hmm. nobody's going to trust you with any credit. And yet, like when I was renting, I made a rent payment every month. I had a utility bill that I paid every month that I could show that I paid those bills, but mm-hmm. those really didn't hit my credit score. What's the first thing somebody can do to try to make a credit score when they're first out of college? Yeah. So and this is something that I work with with my college students um, when I get a chance to go speak to them. Um, I talk to them about, hey, first of all, let's understand where your score is, because in order to know what you need, because I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions of you know people in their credit scores. They look at it and they automatically think that it's bad. Right. And it's not necessarily that it's bad. It's just you're missing something. You're off balance somewhere. Right. So the key thing is to first understand where the imbalance is. Right. And then after that, so say, for example, for someone to answer the question who has absolutely nothing. Right. And I mean, absolutely nothing. I would get them started with an account like such as a builder account or guaranteed approval builder account, such as self lender. They were at FinCon as well and love, 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 love them to death. Um, they have a amazing platform for someone who is getting started with absolutely nothing. I mean, no negative items, no payment history, no utilization, no nothing. They will help you get started and it's guaranteed approval and it's very cost effective. You can get started for just as little as $25 a month to get active on their program and they'll start reporting to your report, kind of filling in some of those gaps where you may be imbalanced. We uh, record uh, these sessions live on Fireside. If you want to join us on the Fireside app, it's uh, 5 p.m. Eastern. You do the math on where you are. But I noticed that the only reason I'm mentioning all that, Brittany, is that I just noticed Sharita Humphrey was here when we first started. I don't know if you saw. She was hanging out with us, and she does a lot of stuff with self lender. Oh, yes. I remember her from the conference. When I seen her join, I said, oh, I know her. I know her. But I couldn't figure out where. From the conference. Makes sense now. Yeah. And and just another aside, we have no affiliation with Self, but we fully love them too. Fantastic company. Uh, OG, how about you? What is a term, a money term that technically means something, but isn't going to help you? I'm going to go with no risk because everything has some sort of risk attached to it. When we think about risk, we think about generally we mean variability or volatility, but risk really means chance of loss. And even if you said, well, there's no risk in putting my money in a CD, it's like, well, there's inflation risk. There's some risk associated with every financial decision you make. So just kind of pigeonholing things into, well, this is risky and this is no risk doesn't really do you any favors. You have to figure out what those risks are and 
whether or not it's worth, um, you know, con- continuing down the path, whatever, you know, whatever it is that, uh, that you're trying to decide on. That's a, that's a great one because I know, know. <laughs> well, I feel like a lot of people fall into the annuity trap with that, right? This, this takes your money and it makes it no risk. But if it's long-term money, you and I know having this money locked up at a low rate of return for a lot of people is not a great idea. That's the risk. The risk is you, your money doesn't grow as fast as it should. Sure. Mr. Penzo, how about you? A term that sounds great, but uh, doesn't mean much. Oh, gosh. Well, I was kind of going to save this for part two, but I guess I could do this now since I'm, I'm drawing a blank on, on something so generic. Uh, APR versus APY. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, you know, I know a lot of lenders, they love to advertise the uh, APR versus um, the APY. And what's the difference? Well, the APR actually sounds lower. Sounds like you're getting a, a lower interest rate than you actually are. Um, the difference is annual percentage rate, that's APR, versus annual percentage yield, which is APY. The difference being that the APY actually takes the compounding into effect. And the more, the more that your loan is compounding, the greater the difference can be between your APR and your APY. So um, you got to be careful. If anybody's quoting you an APR for a loan, ask for the APY because you'll know that there will be a noticeable difference usually. And look at the difference between the two. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, it's funny. Speaking of that, some people use these high tech terms and not even really high tech. They just use these big words when smaller words would do. And I feel like it uh, throws people off of their financial game or makes people afraid of things they shouldn't be afraid of. And I almost said one of those, Len, I almost said, look at the Delta between the two of them. I remember the first time somebody said the word Delta to me. I'm like, what are we going down the Mississippi River? Like what's this point? What are we basis point? Look right. at the delta between your basis points. Yes, drives me because you gonna you want to maximize your alpha. Yeah, right. right, exactly. Yes, or when we use the term large cap or mid cap, I remember. I'm like, what is me? I don't know what mid cap is. And somebody goes, yeah, that's mid sized. I'm like, why don't you say mid sized? Yeah, right. Why don't you say medium companies? Right, right. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, and back to APR versus APY, I feel like, Brittany, because so many people, when they first get in trouble, at least I did, uh, get in trouble with credit card debt, like some of these terms like APR and APY, you really got to know the difference between terms like that. You do, and that's actually my first time hearing more so about APY, like asking for what the difference is between APR and APY. So I'm definitely, I jotted that down as a note. Got to make a funny TikTok about that because <laughs> I think that's super important to know, seriously. You're welcome, Brittany. That's that, that is the one piece of financial knowledge I get from the show. That's it. We do. I love it. Oh my gosh! I you love know, it. Brittany, I can see that really when there's these loan companies will say, "Oh, you can get a thirty year loan for two point five percent APR," and then you sign. You know, right? You're getting ready to sign the documents, and it's. 3.1% APY. And you're like, what's going on? Well, you know what they did? They threw in the points that you had to pay to get the lower rate and all that stuff. And before you know it, your real interest rate that you're paying is huge. So, yes. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. I needed that. I needed that for sure. There, there it is. Well, I think that's going to do it for the first part of our show. Coming up in just a little bit, we're going to talk about terms you actually need to know. What are some credit terms, some investing terms, some financial terms you need to know? We're going to have that in a minute.
This year, all year long, we're having a trivia contest between our three usual contributors, Mr. Lampenzo, OG, and Paula Pant from Afford Anything, and Brittany Green today. You are playing on behalf of Paula, and that means there is some good news and some bad news. Brittany, you want to hear the good news first or the bad news? I need the bad news first. The bad news is Paula, the last two years in a row, has finished dead last. Or maybe, uh, Len, is it three years in a row Paula's finished dead last? I think it's three years in a row. I think it is three years. Oh, no. Yeah, so Brittany, the good news is, is that there's no pressure because of the fact that... expect her to win the good news is is the best news though is because of the fact that she uh has finished last you are going to guess last og will guess in the middle and len is going to guess first on our trivia challenge so those are those are the rules and uh diana you ready to do this thing oh yeah let's do it all right let's see what we've got on today's holiday and maybe some trivia Stackers, I'm Joe's mom's cousin Diana, and today is the holiday we've all been waiting for National Blueberry Pancake Day. Blueberries, ah, can you say yum? I'm wondering, what's your favorite way to celebrate? Mine is to get all hopped up on syrup and parade into an international house of pancakes at 6 a.m. because that's when the magic happens at IHOP. 6 a.m. is definitely better at than 2 a.m. because at 2, you think you're hearing the international side of the International House of Pancakes with lots of different languages. But it turns out everyone's speaking English just pretty darn colorfully. I'm a little afraid of the IHOP menu, actually, because first, I'm not sure if I'll be able to translate the international menu. And second, I don't know if I'm worldly enough for the have-it-all breakfast. I mean, who doesn't want two eggs, toast, pancakes, two pieces of bacon, and a hash brown in a single sitting? I guess foreigners, but then again, I didn't realize foreigners love Tums so much. But really, let's ask ourselves, how international is the IHOP really? No, seriously, let's make it today's trivia question. Yeah, we all know that they generated $2.25 billion in revenue in 2020 a year when lots of people weren't dining out much. And we've also heard a million times that they had 1,772 restaurants in the U.S. as of 2020. But a company that calls itself the International House of Pancakes, there must be lots of them outside of those border walls, right? So here's today's question. How many IHOPs were outside of the U.S. in 2020? I'll be back with your answer after I spray down Joe's mom's griddle for our own feast here. (laughs) Mm, Blueberry pancake feast. What a way to start the weekend. So, uh, Mr. Penzo, 1772 IHOPs inside the U.S. How many outside the U.S.? I think this is one of those. I think this is one of those trick questions again. I don't think there's hardly any international house of pancakes. Blasphemy, Mr. Penzo. <laughs> Blasphemy. So, but I've got, again, I've got to be tricky here because uh, I know OG knows how to play this game and, and Brittany can easily do the Chelsea Brennan. I'm staring so, at the trophy right now, as a matter yes, of fact. Yes, I know. I know. Uh, so I got to be a little strategic here. I'm going to say, oh, there can't be many. There can't be. I'm going to say 39. 
39 outside the U.S. Not very international with that guest. OG, how about you? Oh, goodness. Okay. <clears throat> you said there's 1,772? 1,772, right, Diana? That, that, that's in total? Or that's the no, that's, that's in the, the U.S. Those are in the United States. And so how many are outside of the United States? Uh, and uh, Len's got 30-something. Uh, so 10%. So double day would be 1,700. 10% is 170. I'm going to say whoa, 100 and... I'm just going to say 100. 100. 100. Well, Brittany, here's your job. Is it below 39, between 39 and 100? Or hmm. higher higher than 100 that are international? What do you think? I learned from the prices right. Don't deviate too far. Let's say <laughs> 101. Oh, and there she 101. goes. Here on the show, Brittany, we call that the Chelsea Brennan. I don't know if you know Chelsea from Smart Money no. Mamas, but she was the first person who did that. So you just Chelsea Brennan OG. So nice job. Oh, yes. yes. Good, good work. Well, 39 for Len, 100 for OG, 101 for Brittany. Who's right? We don't play that way. We'll be right back. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Well, don't worry. Betterment is here to help. Betterment's the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Their automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal, rebalance if your portfolio gets too far out of line, and your dividends are automatically reinvested. That can increase the potential for compound returns. In other words... Your money's breaking a sweat while you can be breaking bread. You'll never picture your money in the same way again. Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Well, if you're new to Stacking Benjamins, you may not know that I've tried out a lot of personal finance apps. I like to be a guinea pig and try out all these things so I know what I'm talking about when it comes to uh, what's helpful and what isn't helpful. And uh, the app that I've used the longest has been Monarch Money. And it's because Cheryl and I, my spouse, were able to collaborate together. We can work on our goals together and our budget and our goals are right next to each other on the app. It is clearly the next generation of personal finance apps. So what is it? Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals and collaborate with your partner. And now because you're a stacker, you'll get an extended 30 day free trial. When you go to monarchmoney.com slash Benjamins. I love the fact that we get to collaborate. I love the fact that it's customizable. And I also love that it's this ad free privacy. You can trust. They never sell your data to third parties or show you ads. After trying out Monarch myself, I totally get why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, because you're a stacker, you're going to get an extended 30-day free trial to try it out like I try out many different apps. And this one was sticky for me because, well, you'll see when you try out the 30-day free trial. Go to monarchmoney.com slash Benjamins. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y.com slash Benjamins for your extended 30-day free trial. Mr. Penzo, you started off with 39. 
How you feeling now? I'm feeling great because I actually think it's lower than 39. You think it's like four, don't you? I do. I think it, I think it's probably <laughs> I, you could count them on two hands. OG a hundred, even though Brittany kind of capped you up top, you still have what between uh, uh, what about sixty something to a hundred? I'm feeling pretty good, but uh, the way this game works, I will likely get screwed somehow. <laughs> and Brittany, if it's over a hundred and one, you got it. Yeah, have you been to many IHOPs outside the oh, United yes. States? Oh yeah, that's honestly their their little celebration pancakes with the sprinkles on top. Nice and that's my thing. But that's but but thing. outside the US, Brittany, have you been to IHOPs outside the US? Well, I actually just started traveling outside of the US last year, so I have not. But I will now if there are some in some places, I will now look for them and go. <laughs> Don't forget to order the Rudy Tootie Fresh and Fruity. Isn't that the <laughs> <laughs> Noted. Is that, is that Denny's? I don't know if that's Denny's. Or, I thought or, that's or. what mom says when she passes gas. <laughs> that's what I thought. I don't know. But, all right. Enough uh, potty jokes. Uh, Diana, let's get this cleaned up. Who's right? Hey there, stackers. I'm Joe's mom's blueberry poppin' and friend of Mrs. Butterworth's loving neighbor, Joe's mom's cousin Diana. Today, we're all about pancakes. And now that I think of it, when aren't we all about pancakes? Ah, carbs and sugar. Joe's mom's favorite breakfast food combo, this side of gin and orange juice. But we have a quiz answer to get to. The International House of Pancakes is in our headlights today. Did you know that the same company who owns Applebee's also owns IHOP? Wow, who needs anything else? I know what you need, though, a trivia answer. The question was, how international is IHOP? With 1,772 locations outside the U.S. in 2020, how many are outside? Okay, so they're inside, outside. What are they here? <laughs> in 2020, there were 102 IHOPs outside of the U.S. Bam. Oh, oh my oh. God. <laughs> I'm bringing it home for my girl who's been losing the last three years. <laughs> While the chain expanded into some truly international locations like the Middle East and South Asia, the majority of the international locations are in... Mexico. But more important, that means Brittany is our winner. Hey, oh. And it also means OG did get screwed. You were right, OG. Weird. <laughs> right on cue. Right on cue. Nice. Nice job. Congratulations, Brittany. Your first time here, and you take home the prize. Good work. Yes. And I ended her, uh, Paula's bad streak of losing for years. Well, she she can't do that. <laughs> That's not okay. That's right. Brittany's like, we got to turn that frown upside down. So let's get moving. Right. Absolutely. Welcome to the second half of our discussion, and uh, today's second half is brought to you by Magnify Money. Brittany, you know what happens when you go to stackingbenjamins.com slash magnify money? I do not, but I'm about to learn. Oh, man, it's awesome. 
You just slash magnify money. You find out those brick and mortar bank products, probably not as good as a bunch of the stuff that's online. Over 92% of the savings account, checking accounts, and other uh, things like CDs all rated against each other at magnify money. Go to stackingbenjamins.com slash magnify money to tell them that we sent you. And Okay, enough of the things that you don't need to know about eggs. Uh, For those of you somehow that got here halfway, if you're hanging out with us live, that might be you. Uh, We've talked about egg terminologies that either don't make sense or ones that sound good but really still don't mean much. And now we're going to talk about egg words, or in our case, financial words, that could actually tell you something about the egg. And and, uh, free range like, I, I didn't know, Brittany, that there was a difference between free range and cage free. Like, I thought those were the same thing. You know, me too. I look for the best looking package of eggs and I walk out. <laughs> I go pay and I walk out. I have not paid attention to the terminology. So when I got the articles, I was like, what? Are you, are, 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 are you saying we might be over evaluating the egg? Is that what you're saying? No, I think I should be evaluating eggs more <laughs> because I literally go in. I say, hey, is anyone broken? No, no one's broken. All right, let's get you to the cash register. and Let's get on out of here. That's what I do. <laughs> Pasture raised, pesticide free. Those are big OG vegetarian. I know how much you like to make sure that the chickens that you're eating their eggs, that they were vegetarian chickens. I do. I would like to know if they either that or if they were pescatarian. I would like to know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. OG, you too, right? What's, what's the, is there a word for being chicken only? I don't think there is. <laughs> the only, I want because my chicken be to be very, chickenier. That would be pretty weird. Yeah, yeah. And, and, a and, chicken is a cannibal. No. She makes amazing <laughs> eggs. She makes amazing eggs. I guess no, no antibiotics. I guess if you're, well, I, I don't you know. never I'm, had COVID. I'm, so I'm, I'm, I'm sure your chicken, your chicken being a vegetarian is important to a lot of people. I, but, I, but I never thought of that as a thing. But it's a thing for somebody. All right. Let's talk about things that are things for a lot of us. What are some words that are red flags? Words that you really need to know. Brittany, when it comes to your credit, what is a word you really, really need to know? An important word. Um, as far as a red flag? Either a red flag or one that, oh, this is a key to understanding your credit is understanding this concept or this word. Oh, man. Okay. Well, I have both. Can I do both? Absolutely. Okay, perfect. Red flag, again, guarantees. If someone says a guarantee, you run. You run so fast that you just, I don't know, you beat force. I don't know, but you got to run fast because guarantees are legally not okay. Um, There's laws behind that. And anyone who gives those guarantees, they should know that. Um, number two, as far as that on the other side of things that are very important that you should know, I think this one is going to be the most important and it's the least known is reporting dates. Um, those are so key, especially when it comes to your credit cards, because we hear about payment history and we hear about utilization. But most times when people come to me, they've never heard of reporting date. And that's the most important piece because you can do things on your credit card all month long, right? You can pay on the due date and then use it the next day. But here's the key to really capturing your credit report the way you want to, right? Find out when your credit card reports to the bureaus. 
it's typically two to five days after you, you know, you've your due date. You want to make sure that you don't make a transaction until after it reports so that it can capture uh. that you did pay that month and how much you did keeping your utilization low. That's the key to taking your credit report to the or your credit score to the next level is that reporting date. And most people don't know that. That is that's incredible. So, OK, back at you. That's one that I didn't know. That I had, I had, I had no idea that the credit reporting date Whoa. was. That is, this is what you learn on the podcast. It's fantastic, <laughs> and, and it's funny. We've been doing this podcast for a decade now, and I still, every show, learn something fantastic. Uh, OG, how about you, my friend? I hate the duly registered thing, meaning you can be both a broker. And a fiduciary at the same time. You're talking about when people are choosing advisors now. Yes. So it's kind of hard to disclose. It's, well, no, it's not hard to disclose. It's hard to, you know, kind of find in there. But if you can be a broker and also a fiduciary at the same time, it has an opportunity for conflict. It doesn't mean that people who are that are, right? There's lots of duly registered people who are on the up and up. But that also opens up the opportunity for um, chicanery, so to speak. Well, duly registered, just to tell people what that actually means, that means in a single meeting, somebody can change roles. They can go from fiduciary to salesperson and back. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no magic, literally no magic hat that you have to put on. Go up to now. Now I'm giving you advice that's conflict free. And now I'm giving you advice that uh, gets me a big fat commission, right? Like there's no delineation. So um, that's probably the most detrimental because there's plenty of great people out there who are paid on commissions and plenty of great people out there who are paid on fees. Um, But when you mix them, it gets very difficult to, uh, to, to tell the difference. Yeah. If you're a client, you don't know which side, yeah, which side of the the, the fence they're on. Diana, let's get you in here. I didn't get you in on the first part of this discussion, but here in the second part, something financially that, you know, that people really need to know. I have so many. Um, But the first one that comes to mind is when people say, I'm maxing out my 401k, right? Most people, when they say that, they mean they're contributing enough to get the match from their employer and they call that maxing out. So I actually started saying I'm fully funding because that's really what you're trying to get to, right? You're trying to put that, if you're single, that $19,500 into your 401k. So when I was doing that, I was telling people, I, and I would really enunciate this, I'm fully funding. <laughs> and it's important because less than like 10% of people actually do it, even people that are really high income. So fully funding, not maxing. That's interesting because I don't know, and OG, let's get you involved in this, because I would have people say what Diana's talking about all the time. They'd say, I'm maxing it out. And, and I'd say, okay, well, maxing it out. So, wow, you're putting, no, I'm not putting that much in. Yeah, you do the math and you're like, I don't think that that means what you but think. But where, where did this even come from, this idea that maxing out equal just getting the match? Well, I mean, I don't know that it came from anywhere, and frankly, if you're contributing to the employer match, that's really good. So do that. If you're aspiring to something, aspire to match your employer match contributions, right? If they're gonna if they're gonna give you money for you putting in six percent, you should do six. And then um, and then beyond that, of course, the new limit's now twenty thousand five hundred. But the more the merrier with that. But I do hear kind of what Diana's saying uh, somewhat frequently. 
Yeah. And Diana, when back when you were uh, working full time, well, now you work for fun, but, but when you were, because I feel like you're busier than ever, but, but when you were working full time, you were just shoveling money away. Oh yeah. I was doing around 29,000 a year in just the tax advantage. So that was 19.5 in my 401k, 6,000 in my Roth. IRA and then what 3500 in my HSA and then be, anything beyond that was going into an after tax brokerage. So I was really saving over 60% of my income and investing it. And there's people out there that don't know you and your story that are wondering why somebody would save that aggressively. What was the plan? So I could peace out when I wanted to. <laughs> there, there it is. It's very simple. Oh, yeah. I mean, I really look at it as I have front loaded my retirement savings. So in the matter of Five years, it really took me five years to get serious about it. So like in my 20s, I probably was only contributing to get the match, right? But then when I discovered the FIRE movement, I went, oh man, I want to save as much as possible during my peak earning years. And so that's when I would fully fund. I did that for, for about uh, five years. And then I reached what's called coast-fi status. So that means I have enough in my retirement vehicles that it will grow to what I need for traditional retirement in 30 years. So I'm actually kind of done saving for retirement. I did it early in my career so I can kind of relax a little bit and hang out with you guys. Speaking of terms, uh, some of these fire terms, I think people find confusing and difficult. They're like, I don't know the difference between one fire and another fire. But but I'll say this, Diana, my roommate in college, I remember he was a, a couple of years out of college, just my last two years of college. College. And he uh, he was aggressively saving. He had no idea what Coast Fire was. He just said, I hate saving so much. I want to do as much as I can early so I can stop. <laughs> he just yeah. wanted to stop saving. He didn't care about working a full life. He was very happy doing that. He just said, I just can't stand putting money away. I really like spending money. So he, I, uh, think, I was going to say, I think that's another one, right? All the different fire types coast and fad and I don't know any of the other ones, but there's a list. Oh, yeah. kind of I mean, I to a lot of people. I don't know that anyone even really agrees on what they mean. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like traditional fire, I guess you can say Which most makes it people more confusing. are going for a million dollars so they can get 40 grand a year. Fat fire is more multi-millions, right? So that you can live a luxurious lifestyle. Then there's barista fire where you basically get to coast fi and then you get a job just for health insurance. I mean, there are a lot of ways that people, I mean, there's dumpster fire, there's <laughs> Instagram fire. Dumpster you know? fire is my I favorite. Mean, yes. Um, but I think that the reason why there's all these different uh, terms for fire is people are just trying to form an identity around it. They're yeah. trying to, you know, uh, form an identity to say, here's what I'm doing. Is anybody else doing this? And that's the way people come together. But honestly, I don't think with even within the fire movement, the only thing that we all agree on is to live below your means. The way that you're doing that, how you're investing, how much you're investing, your timeline to fire, we don't agree on any of it because everyone has their own unique path. Which makes it that much more exciting and textured oh, yeah. and proves that you can get, you can, you, there's lots of different ways to get there. Mr. Penzo, bring this home for us, my friend. What is a term people really need to know when it comes to their money? Yeah, before I give it to you, I'm just going to say, I don't do fire, obviously. I just do fur. The early part for me is, is gone. That's uh, that ship has sailed. So it's fur for me. Anyways, um, that's an aside. I, here's, I think 
this is one that I think people, a lot of people make this mistake and they equate a, they say, I have an excellent, you know, you say, well, how's your personal finances? And they'll say, well, I have an excellent credit score or I have a perfect credit score. Therefore, what they're trying to say is, well, therefore, my personal finances are fine. And that is, that can not be further from the truth for a lot of people because the status of your personal finances, it doesn't all hinge on your credit score or your credit rating. There's, there's other aspects to personal finance. How much are you spending? Are you spending less than you earn? How much are you saving? Are you doing, what is your planning? Have you doing any strategic planning? Has any of that been laid out? I mean, you can have a perfect credit score and be spending more than you earn and you, you may have no, nothing saved and you might not have any plans for out in the future. So I guess it would be that then. So some people who think just because they have an excellent credit score that they're perfectly fine personally. Boy, that's, that's a fantastic point, Brittany. Like there's get your credit together and then use that to go forward to step two. Oh, yes, for sure. And I definitely make sure that that's instilled in all of my clients or anyone that I can reach. It's, hey, you shouldn't get your credit together just to buy a car or you shouldn't get your credit together just to buy a house. There's more that goes into it. And especially now with, with how they look at your credit report and the things that you do, a lot of it is behavior based. So those behaviors have to carry out in other aspects of your life. So this should be like the foundation of you kind of taking care of any loose ends before you start to go on to other heights of investing and not saying that you can't, right? Because I've seen people that do it, but my recommendation would be secure your foundation and then go to branch off to these other areas. Yeah, I love that because it's uh, it's it's like setting up this solid foundation. Your credit's intact. You're not paying a lot of money to quote the man, right? You're somebody that is in charge, and now you can begin investing. Yes, that's perfectly and well said. Well, thank you. Thank you. Not often <laughs> I do that. All right, that's going to do it for today, everybody. Let's see what's going on where you live, and we'll have uh, Brittany, our guest of honor, go last. Uh, so, OG, what do you got going on this weekend, my friend? Last weekend of January. Absolutely nothing. Just celebrating just, the end of January. Which is, which is nice. Just, you know, football, watching the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, we do a thing in the fall and wintertime at our house called Soup Sunday. So we don't have anything on the on the schedule yet for Sunday. But we've done such crowd favorites as, um, you know, chicken noodle and uh, mm. broccoli cheddar last weekend, which was which was. Hey, a glad hit. I got invited uh, over for that. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, there's not. A, when's not a when's the wonton? When's the wonton soup coming? Yeah, that's not going to happen. Mm. We'll do. Um, oh. I haven't done split pea and ham yet, so that might be that might be the uh, might be the one. I love that. But are your kids afraid of stuff that's green? Uh, well, uh, see, the thing is, is that that's the only food there is that day. So this was our, <laughs> this was our goal when we started this in the fall was to make sure that they explored and opened up their palates. So, um, <laughs> they like peas and they like ham. My kids did I could, not like I only cr- imagine they would like them if they were smushed together. So <laughs> yep. my kids, and you could drink it. My kids did not like gross looking food, but, uh, but split pea and ham, we got to them before that age. And so the one thing they've always liked is split pea and ham because they had it from an early age. Good, good stuff. Nothing like green colored soup. <laughs> Mr. Sunday night. Mr. Penzo, what's going on at limpenzo.com? 
Well, let's see. Uh, I've got the Vatican task. I already talked about that. The Vatican task force will be here in a half hour. Um, But before that, uh, let's see. I've got 19 tips for saving a bundle of cash on your home appliances. There are actually uh, tricks you can do when you go appliance shopping for your new kitchen appliances that can save you a bundle of money. But you got to know what to look for. Oh, So stop on by LenPenzo.com and its sister site, The Persistent Itch. Have you heard Brian Regan talk about eggs before and about uh, about refrigerator salespeople? No, you know, what? I've seen him in concert like four times. I, I love that guy. But no, I have not heard that one. I've never seen him talk about those. Those are those are awesome times. Brittany Green, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Yes, of course. Thank you guys for having me. And so tell everybody where they can find you. I know that you're helping people all the time. If they want help with their credit, where do they go? What do they do? Yes. So um, the best place to find me, if not Instagram, Instagram is going to be I am Brittany. So B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y green G-R-E-E-N-E. That's it. But don't forget the E. So you can find me on Instagram. Um, and then that'll probably be the best place or Brittany Green on LinkedIn or Facebook as well. I'll be there. I'm the girl with the big fro. <laughs> the, uh, in, in the elevator in Austin, when you and I met, it was you, yeah. me and your hair. And that was about all yes. that would fit. And I think actually then I had uh, I have my locks because I, I sometimes um, wear a wig and I'll wear, you know, the big fro wig or sometimes I'll just wear my natural dreadlocks in my hair. <laughs> no, I actually think you had you had the big hair that day. Uh, OK. It, yep. Because I remember that. And and I also remembered having hair envy, wishing I could just grow hair. <laughs> like if I could grow not even that hair, but if I could just grow hair, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Well, and you know what? For people that are either walking the dog or you're on your commute, if you have a commute or not by uh, your computer, we got you covered. Just head to stackybenjamins.com and uh, head to our show notes page. And we've got all the links to find Brittany and Len and OG. And also, Diana, what are you doing before we before we kick off into what we should have learned today? What am I doing? Um, I am going on vacation starting this Thursday at Show a remote uh, cabin in Wisconsin. It's going to be very cold, but this is a family vacation that we do every year, and it's like the best weekend of the year. Oh, that sounds fabulous. Well, have fun doing that. For now, though, so we can get you there, let's talk about this. Diana, what should we have learned today? First, take some advice from our panel. Focus on the stats that truly make a difference. In every money conversation, there's a signal and a noise. You may need to dig a little deeper for the real signal, but that's the fun of digging into finance, isn't it? Second, if you think you're going to shortcut credit building with trade lines, Brittany wants you to know to think again, because that's not going to work, sweetheart. But the big lesson before heading out to IHOP Make sure you know the language. Adjectives like sprinkles and whipped cream when combined with nouns like pancakes and crepes are what this place is all about. Let's have a festive blueberry pancake holiday, shall we? I'm with you. We can find this holiday to one day. Let's go. This whole weekend. Let's go, party people. Thanks to Brittany Green for coming on the show today. You can find her at crownfinancialsllc.com. 
Thanks to Len Penzo for joining us today. You'll find Len's offbeat writing for responsible people at lenpenzo.com. Thanks also to OG for joining us today. Looking for good financial planning help? Head to stackingbenjamins.com slash OG for his calendar. Our show is written in part by Paulette Perhatch, who helps writers power their words, their work, and their earning potential with her Powerhouse Writers Coaching Program. Find more at powerhousewriters.com. Thanks also to our team who made today possible. Karen Repine, our producer, Tina Eckenberg, and Gertrude Smith, our social media mavens, and then Brooke Miller handles the show notes and our amazing newsletter, The 201. I'm Joe's mom's cousin, Diana, and you can listen to me every single day of the year as the host of the Optimal Finance Daily Podcast. You can also check out the party about money that I created called The Economy Conference at economyconference.com. Welcome to the after show. This is the part of the show that doesn't exist. What happens in the after show stays in the after show if you're new here. Uh, so let's uh, let's dive in. You know what, Len? Initially, I was going to play a different comedian talking about the IHOP because I really want I really want to hear people's stories of of uh, maybe some uh, some not great times at the or maybe some fantastic times. Like what what is your or back in the day? Because I haven't done this in a long time. What was your version of? Uh, fourth meal. So, uh, but first I promised a little Brian Regan and, uh, this is Brian Regan talking about refrigerator sales people. Needed a refrigerator for our new place. And I, I've never bought a refrigerator in my whole life. I, I went into the appliance store. There's like a 900 of them lined up. There's a salesman there. What's this guy supposed to say about refrigerators? Well, you have this refrigerator right here. This keeps all your food cold for 600. You've got this refrigerator. This keeps all your food cold for 800. <laughs> Check this out. 1400 keeps all your food cold. <laughs> so this guy's working me on this one. I've never seen a guy work so hard. This one is a very nice refrigerator. It has a meat drawer. And um, what you do with that You would, you would put meats, whatever varieties that, that you would choose, these would be your meats, so there's no requirement on the types of meats. You could pick bacon,
marbled meat. <laughs> can't, can't think of any and you got to wait. Speaking of eggs, later on he goes on about how this one has a specific place for your eggs, and that's why it's worth fourteen hundred versus six hundred. You've never heard that one. No, so, no, so so great. Like how painful is it selling refrigerators? Uh, I, I mean, not selling refrigerators themselves, but trying to upsell somebody on a on a, on a fridge. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about this idea of uh, fourth meal. So, uh, Diana hinted at the fact that, you know, that these, that, that, that these, uh, restaurants, IHOPs, not, you know, not exquisite cuisine. I enjoy going to the IHOP. I dig it, but IHOP wasn't my place of choice. Like late at night, Brittany late at night, where were you found? Great. You said you like food, right? So late night, yes. late night, where are you doing fourth meal? Um, I'll be honest, it's kind of hard to find me at one specific place, but I love my Waffle House. I love my IHOP. I love my Denny's. I go to each one for different reasons. Um, like, for example, I go to Denny's for their pancake puppies, um, but I go to <laughs> the pancake puppy. I don't even know what the big, what the hell's the pancake puppy? <laughs> it's like, you know, like the little hush puppies, but it's a pancake puppy. Oh. And they have like strawberry and blueberry and chocolate flavor. They have all type of flavors that they do seasonally. And I'll go to there just for that. Now, wait and a minute. I'll go when, to I go, when I go to Denny's before you get to Waffle House, I always had to get the moons over my hammy, right? Just oh, yeah. No, the, that's great, too. Yes. You get that. You get the pancake puppies as your dessert from the, uh, uh, the moons over my hammy. Yeah. You got some strategery going on when it comes yes. to your, your late night dining. Yes. All right, then the then the Waffle House. Yes. So I go to Waffle House because they give you a lot of food, right? So sometimes I go there for like the bad service because I know the worse the service is, the better the food's gonna be. So <laughs> you can get a lot for cheap, you know, your all-star combo. So I go there for that. Um and like I said, the if the chef's back there smoking a new port, I know that food's gonna be amazing. <laughs> Yeah, if the if the chef is smoking, that's that's actually another comedian's bit. He's like, if the chef is smoking, it, it just reminds me of my dad at home. You know, mm-hmm. just just uh, yeah, smoking and cooking. That's it. Are there degrees so of like inebriated for each of these? Like, if you're a little inebriated, you'll go to Denny's. But if you're just hammered, it's time for full on Waffle House. Is there a like a, 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 a yes. hierarchy? Yes, the drunker you are, you go to Waffle House. Yeah, the drunker you are. Well, so where's where, where's IHOP on that on that scenario? IHOP's first. It's IHOP, then yes. Danny's, then yeah. Waffle House so on the on the creation list. So you're but kinda, I love Waffle Army. Yeah, you're kind of you're kind of sober. You're kind of sober then if you're going to yeah. IHOP. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Very sober. So you're be, in there with the grandmas and the grandpas <laughs> and the you want to be on your best behavior. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, gee, how about you? Late night uh, feast back in the day. Considering my nights usually end at about nine forty-five, um, actually most restaurants are still open at that. Even time. even back, I, I said back in the day. Were you like a ten fifteen guy then? I would stay up till like at least ten thirty. At least yeah. ten thirty. Yeah, right yeah. after I'm, Matlock I'm ended gonna, or Murder I'm She Wrote. I'm not going to be able to participate in this in anywhere <laughs> in the anywhere <laughs> high quality that Brittany brought on the after show. I I can't compete with so can't um, after she smoked me in the trivia she smoked me in the uh in the after show also so uh i haven't been to denny's in 25 years so mr penzo moving on oh my god that's oh gee i man i love denny's we 
Oh I didn't say God. I didn't like it. I just said I haven't been there. Oh, There's not one goodness. near me. That place, I love it, man. Any, you know, any place with pictures on the, and I'm serious, any place with pic, pictures on the menu, it's good food usually. I like that kind of stuff. But, you know, when I was, when I was younger, Southern California, we had a restaurant, we had a fast food restaurant called Noggles. And if anybody in the LA area uh, probably re- may remember them, they were bought by Ta- uh, Del Taco. And so they went away, but they used to have late at night the best egg burritos in the world and uh, there was nothing better after a long evening of fun and debauchery to stop at your noggles and get yourself a nice egg burrito there was a there was a pizza when i was in east lansing in college called dino's that that i remember just absolutely loving God, just loving at 2 a.m. Thought it was just the best pizza ever. I remember one time my parents came to visit and I'm like, oh, there's this fantastic pizza called Dino's. And I ordered it and this thing had an inch of grease like on the top. It was so nasty. I could not eat it sober. It was so, it was so absolutely bad. I was horrified. I'm like, I can't, I can't believe this pizza that I thought is so great. After hours, it's just my my hometown. We had a uh, this is back in the day. I'm so old. My the, the town I grew up in had uh, lots of uh, Italian bakeries and restaurant bakeries, and one of them was called Mazzulli's in Fontana. They used to have a double decker pizza. I mean, the thing was huge. It was probably like I don't know two feet by two feet. Double decker square. It was square, but the thing was so huge in the middle. The same thing. The grease would just pool in the center but it was so good so good oh diana bring it home you you back in the day partied a little bit i know uh absolutely but i mean i don't remember what i was eating blackout drunk (laughs) at two in the morning um but i will tell you that you know i moved to cincinnati in 2017 and when i moved here everyone said skyline chili skyline chili skyline chili right and, but I was warned, don't try Skyline until after a night of drinking. And I just would never remember this, right? So it was over a year of me being here before I actually tried Skyline. And the the, the night I tried it was, um, it was the night of my first date with my Midwestern gentleman, who I'm still with three and a half years later, which after I tell you the story, you're going to question why. Um, We're, we're going to question his judgment. Yeah. <laughs> well, so so we go on this date. We have a nice time. He actually took an Uber there. I drove, but I was driving him home and we pass a billboard for Skyline Chili. And I just happened to mention that I had never tried it. And he goes, well, we're going to try it right now. And I was like, okay. So we were, pass- we were actually passing a Skyline. So we pull over, we get out, we go into the Skyline. And I watched this man house a five way, which is basically this like pasta with chili on it with like onions and beans and two cheese conies, which is just like a a hot dog with chili on it and cheese. And he was like in heaven. This is not going to end well for you though. Well, and you know, I tried it, but I thought it was gross. First of all, they don't salt the water for the pasta and they overcook the pasta. And as an Italian, that really offends me. Um, and it just wasn't good. Like I wasn't into it at all. I have never eaten Skyline again. I tried it one time and I told him I would allow it once a year on our anniversary, but we still haven't, uh, haven't, uh, gone back for more. So, I mean, he does all the time when I am not there. 
But yeah, that's the late night food around here. People getting into that Skyline Chili. All right. Hands on Skyline Chili. Brittany, you like Skyline Chili? Have you had it? Cincinnati Chili? Never had Skyline Chili. And when she said they don't salt the noodles... Yeah, I, w- I was checked out. I, I have Save to have yourself. it. Save like, yourself. Have to good. I'm done. OG, how about you? Skyline? I do not like it. Nope. Uh, uh, Len, uh, I'm sure you've had it. No, I haven't. And uh, Diana mentioned that they overcooked the pasta. I'm the same way. It, that's blasphemy. That's pa- blasphemy. Paula Pan- it's all dente or bust. They pa- probably break it in half, too, before they put it in uh, the water. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah. you know probably do. That. Mm-hmm. You, I hear all the Italians just giving him the finger right now. <laughs> well, stackers, the show is over, but the party is just beginning here. You know why? Because it's military appreciation month and we are giving out shout outs to all of our friends who have served in the military. And let's point uh, the finger right here at our good friend, OG, who spent time in the military. And of course, we know what a giver he is, even when he, pretends like he's being uh, Mr. Surly. Navy Federal offers member-only exclusive rates, discounts, and tools to empower their members to help them reach their goals. Visit NavyFederal.org slash celebrate, and you'll see all their Military Appreciation Month offers and other Navy Federal offers. They've got all kinds of resources on their site, like Best Cities After Service to help veterans transition to civilian life and Best Careers for Military Spouses to support military families. So much going on. Just head over to NavyFederal.org slash celebrate and take a look at all the Military Appreciation Month offers and their usual offers. Navy Federal, our members are the mission. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Lender.